as the world outside seems to be getting darker, colder and more oppressive with each day. It is more important than ever to connect to the truth of who you are, the light within, so that you can shine that through you, from you, out to those around you. Midday mindfulness is being created specifically to deliver you all the information that you will ever require in order to inspire and empower yourself to become the source of your own inspiration and with it your own liberation. In this weekly podcast, Kane Stromberg and all of his amazing guests bring to you the very secrets to reality, how to go about actually becoming an energy master and with it mastering life itself. Consciousness expansion is the name of my game and so you will know my name is Kane. Welcome to Midday Mindfulness. In this weekly podcast, we share with you the very secrets to reality and how to go about actually creating the life of your dreams in all ways. Only through the upliftment and liberation of yourself can you then deliver this information to everybody else so that together, now, we can create a world of true equality. For all. I welcome you to the family, to the tribe, to the club and look forward to connecting with you on a deeper level very soon. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Midday Mindfulness. I'm your host Kane Stromberg and it is my honour and privilege to be able to bring to you all the information that we share in regards to mindfulness self-empowerment and tips and tricks and techniques to carry with you in your tool belt so that you can go forth in life to create the dream that you hold in your mind, that dream life that you have and can achieve. You have in the past experienced joy, experienced a state of liberation, of self-belief, of self-worth and it is time to realign yourself back to that version that version of yourself that does exist now that you could be again in this moment now should you choose to be <laughs> last week we spoke about the ego and i realized that i got quite deep into the realm of spirituality I am a inner completion master and a soul coach by profession. I am spiritually minded and work with energies. I work energetically with my clients and I see everything in an energetic form. This has allowed me to see reality outside of the human construct, outside of the way that we perceive it. And today... We are going to talk about two factors which limit each and every one of us in the ability to enjoy life and experience that sense of joy in all things that we do. Fear. And as a result, failure. But in truth, the main fear that we all have is a fear of failure linked into a fear of not being loved. Next episode, we are actually going to talk about love and how love is the answer. There is a very, very beautiful woman that I will be interviewing. And in today's episode, I'm interviewing another beautiful and enlightened woman, a divine feminine embodied. But for now... I would like to return to the element of fear and the desire to stay away from failure. And in truth, the fact that failure in itself is how we learn. If you never fail, you never learn. Failure in truth is, if you break it down letter by letter, is falling around in learnings until realizing everything. Life is one big failure. Life is one big adventure. And the more that you fail, the more likely you are to succeed. 
the more that you are able to experience a state of acceptance of all that is, the more that you then align to the truth of who you are and enjoy each and every experience as opposed to trying to escape them or run away from them. Fear. What is fear? Fear is, in truth, an illusion. Fear is not real. Danger is real. And in the moment that you are faced with danger, you react accordingly. You either run or you fight. Sometimes there is a third option where you freeze. But most of the time, it triggers that fight or flight response, which is heavily linked into the modern day crippling ailment that seems to affect each and every one of us, which is anxiety. And in truth, the way that we process information and the attachments we have to it then dictate whether it is a positive experience or a negative one. So again, let's break fear down for a moment and talk about what it is. It is is the same as anxiety in, in principle. It's a forward projection of an unknown event and a desire to, to control that event, to stay safe. So it is linked into your survival instinct and a requirement to stay safe, which is perfectly normal and natural. Yet to be fearful of things which are not actually taking place, which may never take place, only drains you and leaves you in that state of fear. It doesn't prevent that event taking place it actually allows you to experience that negative event without physically experiencing it you experience it mentally but in truth everything you experience is just mental to have mental health is to have mental health doesn't mean it's a positive or a negative it just is likened to being on a diet everything we eat is your diet Whatever you ingest is part of your diet. To say I'm on a diet is I am. Okay, so am I. We're all on a diet and we all have mental health. (laughs) So fear. Fear is one of two meanings. It has two meanings to it. Just as that coin has two sides. Just as there is night and day, light and dark, love and fear. Fear is forget everything and run. Drop it all and run away. It's too it's too scary. It's too fearful. And I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to run away from it. If you exist in that state of fear, then you will go through life never achieving your desires, never experiencing true happiness, covering up that fear with layers of illusion, material goods and external achievements connections with other people, short-lived pleasures, whether it is through sustenance, substance, or connections with others. Whatever way that you go about gaining that pleasure is short-lived and comes with it a big crash, just as those waves do, the ups and downs. And the bigger the peak, the more... Severe and steep, the troth is going to be, the decline. So fear is to run away from life itself, to run away from yourself, or to face everything and rise, as that is the foundation of what I stand for. As united we stand and together we rise, face everything and rise. There is no actual internal response to fear. Fear does not actually exist. There is a response system attached to various external stimuli, and it is all to do with previous learnings and programs. A lot of the time, the things we are fearful of, we are either born with or adopt from the caregivers and our peers around us. If your mother is scared of spiders, most probably you will develop that same fear and phobia because you view her in that state of fear 
and you attach the internal emotions and dialogue to the fact that it is the spider that is producing that state of being. In truth, fear, likened to anxiety, has a very similar, if not almost identical, biological result, biological imprint within your body as excitement. Yet you have just attached excitement to something that you are looking forward to doing and anxiety to something which you are not looking forward to doing, fear which you are dreading the experience of something in the future. So how do we go about changing fear into excitement? We change the programs. We change the internal submodalities. You have within your mind a certain image which represents a spider and you have attached to it the the process of fear. Fear can go about actually freezing you to the spot and cutting off your ability to control your very being. It's a very powerful response, but it's happening within you and you have the ability to override that program of old. I've worked with countless people in removing various fears, including my own children, removing the fear of spiders, changing it to whatever they chose. And for whatever reason, my eldest son chose birthday cakes. And then the next time he saw a spider, he walked up to it and poked it and said, "Ah, birthday cake. Now, changing it to a birthday cake would then potentially mean he was going to eat it. So it would not be the most beneficial one to choose in the long term, but it allowed for that quick change to break him free from developing a program that was then linked into his very core, his very foundation of being. The earlier we learn things to be true, the greater the severity of a situation the more likely we are to take that information to be 100% factually true. And then we build upon it the, the building that we are. You lay a foundation and you build a building, a structure from it. The more that you build upon an old program, the more difficult it is or the deeper we have to go to then reprogram it, to change that programming, which is why children are so easily reminded of who they are, breaking them free from that limitation of fear. So I'd like to share with you a simple visualization technique, something to carry with you, because as always, you're only ever able to achieve in life things that you have the information and ability to achieve. And I've likened it before to cutting down a tree, not that I condone just going and felling trees, But if you are cutting a tree down and you have a small penknife and you hold faith in your ability to cut down that tree and you go day after day putting a small notch in it, you will eventually fell that tree. If somebody comes along and gives you a chainsaw and you pick it up, then you can cut the tree down in a matter of minutes as opposed to days or weeks. To not take that chainsaw is to cut off your nose to spite your face as the as the expression goes in the UK it's to go no i know what is true what is factually correct and i'm not willing to look outside of my bubble of safety and that is what fear is fear is likened to a bubble inside the bubble you're safe outside the bubble everything is a potential danger And to venture outside into those potential fears is to live in a precarious situation. I'm safe inside, so I'm going to stay inside. Mm, Okay. Hmm, interesting imagery. Okay, so (laughs) once upon a time, there there was a frog. And there was a baby frog and a daddy frog. And they lived in a small pool in a small pond and they were safe in this pond they were sheltered it was underneath ground in a small little cave and there they were safe 
but they did not have a connection to anybody else outside this pond. They were unable to experience anything other than what was in this small pond, and they were unable to really live life to the full. The small frog had never been outside the pond, so he didn't have any fear of venturing out. The larger frog, the daddy frog, did have a fear of venturing out because he had previously ventured out of the small pool and he had nearly been eaten by a bird. A bird had come down and caught him in his talons and fortunately for the frog, the bird had dropped him. He had landed on the ground with a thud and hopped back to his cave, to his pool, to stay safe within his bubble. The daddy frog then projects this fear onto the baby frog and the baby frog, through no real experience of his own, becomes deadfully fearful of venturing outside in case of being eaten by a bird. The baby frog then learns meditation and through venturing into himself and realizing that fear is an illusion, that is not real, and that it is only created in the mind, experienced by the mind, and interpreted as such, that in the moment, if the bird came and tried to eat him, he could react in any given way. But to actually remain in that state of fear, contained within that small cave, is limiting his potential to enjoy life to experience new events and situations, to connect with new people, to enjoy life for the adventure that it is. If the path in life was straight and you could see all the way to the end, there wouldn't be much point in walking it. It's the twists and turns and ups and downs of life which bring those excitements and those abilities to, to learn and to grow. Every time that you challenge a fear and you step outside of that bubble, you are venturing into a world of unknown. And every time that you are able to wire or ignite a new neurological pathway in your mind, you then wire it in place and then become able to experience things outside of your perspective that you were previously able to experience. Once again, it's all happening in your mind. The past is a memory of it. The present situation is your interpretation of it. And the future is your projection and expectation of it. What you've experienced in the past, you then expect to experience in the future. If you have experienced negativity and reasons to be fearful in the past and you go looking for them in the future, then you will find them because we find or we see in life that which we look for. And this, again, all links to the law of attraction, as we have discussed in previous episodes. And as I have very recently recorded a very, very powerful video, and I'm just about to launch a another course, a free course, the truth, the law of attraction, how to raise your vibration. There is the abundance course online already on greatestversion.club. And there is going to be an energy mastery course releasing later this month. Everything we do is designed to empower you, to liberate you, to align you with your truest self so that you can then live your greatest life, to live outside of that illusion of fear. Fear suffocates, isolates and alienates you from yourself and from one another. It is love that is the answer. Love that is the key, a key that will unlock that door deep within and set not only you, but the whole world free. Fear. It is the ego's misunderstanding and misinterpretation. And what the ego does not understand, it will run away from or it will try to attack and destroy. This is the reason for any sort of isms, as we have also discussed in the past. Racism exists through an un, an, a misunderstanding, a non-understanding, misinterpretation, 
what you don't understand, you're fearful of. And what you're fearful of, you condemn and try to push away. The mighty ego cannot be wronged. Therefore, it condemns and isolates, separates from things that it does not understand to keep itself safe in that bubble of safety, separated from the fears outside. We are all fearful. Fear is something which we all experience, but in truth, it is not real. What's the worst that can happen? This is something that I have adopted and I carry with me at all times. To limit your ability to experience life because of a potential of failure is to limit your ability to experience success. As we spoke about, failure is a positive. And if we could educate our children in the truth of failure, that the more often you fail, the more likely you are to succeed, the more situations that you learn to fall over in, the more you learn how to get back up in. And if anybody is listening that feels that they are very open and aware of other people's emotions, other people's energies, to all the empaths out there, it can be difficult to feel another person's emotions. But in truth, it allows you to learn from their experiences without having to have them firsthand. You can learn energetically from another person's experience and take that information and use it to benefit yourself and everybody else. The worst that could happen. Okay, so I still sense or experience that state of illusional fear when I come to record the radio show or when I come to do any video. Once I press record, it's gone. But it's that forward projection of the unknown. Or what if this happens? What if that happens? And it all comes back to what if I'm not good enough? And what if I'm not good enough is linked to what if they don't love me? And as I've spoke before and being very truthful and open and honest, and I'm sure that one day he will listen to these radio shows and to my videos and he will act in whatever way he chooses to because he knows as well as I do that he is in charge of his emotional state of being. My emotions are mine they are for me to allow or to change. The path of focus that I walk upon is my choice. Where your attention goes, your energy flows, and what you then focus upon grows. And we will return to that in a moment. And using the negative elements, the perceived negatives of life, to actually bring the growth and positive fruits of that which you are seeking to achieve. As we know, we reap what we sow, but just hold this in your mind for now. It's more important on what you focus upon, as though you are the mighty sun, and what you're focusing upon is what then grows. My fear of success came from my father as many of my old programs did. I seeked his approval more than anybody else's because he was not around and because there is always a deep connection between a father and a son. There is a desire to be accepted, to be liked by them, to feel good enough for them. And there is certain key memories where certain programs were installed, where I've gone back, and addressed and transcended those limitations of old. I know that I'm good enough. I'm more than good enough. I'm perfect as I am that which I am. Everything I have experienced in the past is all a gift because it has allowed me to get to where I am now. And where I am now in life is beyond beyond belief from previous states of being and expectations or desires of life. I had previously condemned myself to the gutter, to never achieve anything, to never be worthy of really feeling loved or 
experiencing that state within myself or connecting with somebody else. This is all due to programming and it is all incorrect. You, my friend, are beautiful. You are perfect just as you are. And whoever you are, whatever you've done, wherever you are, whatever you believe in, whatever you've achieved, whatever you own, whatever you believe, doesn't matter. We're all one and the same. Elements of the same self. We all desire the same things. To be understood, appreciated, accepted. And at its foundation, the same with everything else, to be loved. So the simplest of things, such as a memory of old, when I played rugby for the under, I don't know, under 11s maybe, under 11 to 13, I played rugby for Ipswich. My dad, he came down to visit one day to watch, to come to watch the rugby match. And afterwards, I was really pleased. It was, you know, I had loads of fun. It was exciting. It was enjoyable. I was enjoying life. I was giving my all. We didn't win, but we had a good time. And he, the first thing he said to me when I came off all pleased and happy and feeling content was, that was fucking shit, wasn't it? Your team's wank and you're not much better yourself. And that killed me. Killed me. I was like, well, why bother? Why, why even bother trying? I gave my all and it's not even close to good enough. I must be useless. I must be worthless. And I put myself in that box and I kept myself safe from the potential ridicule of one person until I addressed those issues of old and transcended them. To feel not good enough, to feel like a failure in the eyes of my father, then meant that he wasn't giving me that which I desired more than anything else, his approval, which as a result would potentially mean some form of affection, which I could connect to a feeling of love. In truth, as always, it's just an energy exchange. And there are those people in life, as we've discussed before, that drain they are drains and they drain you, they take from you and they use very clever manipulations to ensure that you never feel quite good enough so that you're always trying to seek or to gain their approval. Please like me, please, please give me energy, please give me attention, please say I'm good enough, please, please, please. And then there are taps, there are people that fill you that liberate you, that inspire you, that support you, and that will always be there for you, whether you go left or go right along your journey, along your path. I tell my boys the most important thing is to have fun. My father told me that if you don't win, there's no point in even trying. And it developed into a very strong program where if I didn't feel that I was going to be victorious, I wouldn't even try because I didn't want to be shamed by him ever again. To enjoy the experience of life, that's all that it is. Life is a gift. Life's an adventure. The odds of being born are 400 trillion to one. You're more likely to win the lottery nine times in your life than you are to even be alive. You've already won. This is the prize. What you do with it is up to you. And what's the worst that could ever happen is my way of choosing to always stay upon the path that I choose to, to bat away, to deflect away the potential of fear. What's the worst that could ever happen? What's the worst that could happen through me becoming self-employed, becoming the owner and director of the greatest version dot club and doing what I do 
on a daily basis, what's the worst that could happen? Well, well, I could fail. So it's failure, yeah? So what would be the failure? Well, people might not like me. I may not gain any more clients. Uh, my videos might all fall flat. Nobody might listen to the radio show, et cetera, et cetera. The book I'm going to write might not be good enough to publish. It's all a waste of time. I'm not good enough. Poor me. In truth, if you take it to a bigger picture, those people in life which are in a place of authority look at a bigger picture. You have various people in any form of organization as well as various parts of yourself which help to manage and run your internal dialogue, your internal submodalities, your internal world. And we'll return to the garden of the mind in a moment before actually introducing this week's guest who I'm very, very excited to have on. The worst that could happen in the bigger picture of things, let's say the, about your job. We require a job to gain what we refer to as money, to exchange for various things to then live our lives. And we exchange our time and energy in, in exchange for that money. If you don't do your job, what's the worst that could happen? Or if you try to go after your dream job, what's the worst that could happen? And it is failure. It returns to failure. But failure is the route and the direction to success. Without failure, there is no success once again. Let's say you lost your job. What's the worst that could happen? You could end up not being able to pay your bills. What's the worst that could happen? You couldn't provide for your family. You might end up on the street. What's the worst that could happen? You might then not be able to actually feed yourselves or clothe yourselves. You may become sick and poorly and what's the worst that could happen you may die what's the worst that could happen nothing you'd be dead what's the worst that could happen nothing okay so you're born and then you die and everything in between is there to be experienced and enjoyed to the fullest okay yeah and what's the worst that could happen between being born and being no longer alive dying that you die you're going to die anyway so what's the worst that could happen? Nothing. Would you rather get to the end of your life wishing that you had at least tried, that you'd give it your best, and that it didn't quite get to where you desired, but you'd given it your best, you'd given it a go, and you could be proud of yourself? Or would you rather get to the end of your life and wish that you had one more chance, one more moment, one more experience to go back one more chance to live that dream life it's your choice and it's breaking free from fear that will allow you to do so i've recorded a video in the past about fear and i've not actually yet shared it on facebook or instagram or youtube or anywhere so it will be the next video i will create and i will share on youtube and it talks about the bubble of fear and separation and the illusion of it and the truth to it. So before we actually introduce this week's guest, because with the element of expansion and evolution in mind, as we are always learning and growing with each and every experience, with each and every moment of now, we're going to be bringing on a guest, a guest speaker each week. This week is Casey. And she is the image of Divine Feminine. She works energetically with clients and she has broken free from fear and living her truth, living her greatest life. And she has used the past events to do so, just as I have done myself. So before we actually bring her on, the Garden of the Mind. And I will always return to this because it was one of the most beautiful imageries that I had ever received. And again, I receive all of this information through deep meditation. And in a few episodes time, I'm going to bring on a meditation master, a guru, a true spiritual enlightened teacher who has, he's done some amazing things some truly amazing things. 
And yeah, meditation for me has been the key to it all, to return to the truth of who I am and to ground myself in that which we are, which is love. So within the garden of the mind, it is important what we plant as we reap what we sow. Plant seeds of positivity, focus upon them and grow them. Yet the winds of life will always blow weeds into your garden. There's always going to be some form of perceived negativity. Again, due to programs of old, desire not to be likened or seen to be anything like my father, I did everything in my power not to be like him. The two things that I would do anything to have not experienced, I focused upon to such an extent that I created them because that's all I could see. If there are two weeds in your garden and you focus upon them, then you will grow them to the exclusion of the flowers to such a size that you cannot see the flowers. You cannot see anything other than those weeds. They will then take over the garden and it will seem like you cannot get away from them. Focusing upon them, wanting to remove them, you're focusing upon them and growing them. Only by removing a weed right from the very root, only going back to the very root cause of a program, of a belief of old, of a limitation of aspect, can we then remove it in completion? To remove it from the surface, it may appear gone, but it will be there under the surface, defying and limiting you in all ways. And often it is more beneficial to be aware of something than it is to have it hidden in the darkness. <laughs> and as I've previously said and talk about all the time, enlightenment is to exist in a state of acceptance within the light. And in order to exist in the light, first you must venture into the darkness to discover the parts of yourself lost and fragmented there and integrate them back into the whole to complete yourself. There is no completion outside, only within. So within the garden of the mind, you focus upon the flowers. Focus upon the flowers, leave the weeds in the darkness. Accept they're there, accept the negativity in life, but don't focus on it, don't grow it. Don't focus on the fear outside yourself. Don't focus on the negative media and news. I don't watch the news. I don't listen to the media. Mainstream media is there to keep you in a state of fear, to keep you in a state of anxiety, to make you easier to control and manipulate, to get you to buy the shit you don't need, to keep the system running, to be another cog in the wheel. Focus upon the positives and grow them. Be the version of yourself which you wish to be. Be the change in the world that you wish to see. Yes, shit happens in life. There is always negativity. And it's up to you what you do with that shit. Carry it around with you, weighing you down and making you smell, creating your own version, your own personal version of hell. Or use it as fertilizer. Dig it into your garden and grow your flowers within it, growing them even more beautiful than before, growing your fruit trees, allowing the, <laughs> the fruits to be more succulent and flavorful than ever before, growing within that shit. A shit of life is a benefit if used in the right way. That is one of the most powerful learnings I was given. And it is the truth to reality. It all depends on which way you focus upon it. A glass half full or half empty. In truth, the glass is full always. It just depends on what it's full of. Full of water, full of air, full of positivity, full of hope, full of despair. It's up to you which one you focus on and grow. Give me a moment and we will introduce and bring on Casey. It is my honor and privilege to introduce Casey, Star Goddess Healing. And I have asked her to come along today to discuss and share her journey and breaking through the limitational aspect of fear in the following of her dreams. She now works as a full-time energy healer and personal empowerment coach. She is the 
divinity embodied, a true, true image of the divine feminine. And yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey through life to where you are now. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm super excited. Uh, we've we've been talking for a little bit, and and I'm just excited to be um, in real time with you and uh, connecting with you. And hey, creation, <laughs> <laughs> how are y'all doing? Um, a little bit about me. Um, I started. Uh, energy healing and reading cards and all that good stuff when I was around 18 years old. So I've been in this for about 20 years, not trying to date myself, but <laughs> uh, no 20 years. What? We don't do labels. They Labels limit oh. things. You label there something is no as age. left or right, and then it can only exist in the left or the right. Labelless. Right. Limitless. Timeless. Timeless, beautiful. Yes, we are so timeless. We never, we never truly age. We never it's truly just a number die. for real. Um, but my journey started in Texas, um, and I learned to read at a, a tarot shop slash spiritual center that I used to go to and just hang out in my free time. Mm -hmm. That's also where I learned how to do Reiki. Um, and then I, uh, I read for my friends and all through college. Um, I was the, the theater department psychic, and that's all I did at theater parties. So was tell us about that for a moment, being part of the theater department and then leaving that secure, well-paid job to follow your dreams. Um, so I started off as a theater major. I got my degree in theater education. Um, mainly because my parents wanted me to, not because <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to be a famous actress, um, but they were like, no. So I, um, I taught theater for about eight years um, and had my business on the side. Um, and I would always feel sad when I couldn't work on my business um, because I'm so passionate about it. And, um, this last March, my theater position got dissolved um, due to budget cuts, and I, I decided that I was going to pursue my business full-time. Um, Your sole purpose. Yeah, my sole so purpose. Any time that you're not, you weren't following what is your heart's desire, your soul's purpose, you felt sad because you weren't feeding your soul. You weren't fueling that passion within you. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, yes, absolutely. And I mean, I, I do feel passionate about theater and passionate about kids, mm -hmm. but uh, not so passionate about institutions. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I feel you. very liberal <laughs> in how I feel and, and want to just self-express. And I don't like it when you tell me how to dress. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I have to. So, um, <laughs> and then, just dealing with the politics of schools. So I have embarked on this journey and when I said a full yes to this, so I think what it takes is to say a full yes, not like I'm gonna put my little toe in there yeah. and wiggle it around and maybe something will happen. You have to give yourself fully to it. And when I did that, everything just boomed and popped and flowed. And that's how I knew I had made the right decision to pursue this. Um, and would you say that it comes through self-belief, the ability to, so uh, liken to a body of water. If you were looking at a deep body of water, it may be uh -huh. beneficial to dip your toe in first or discover the depth of it before you dive head, it, head first. Right. Yeah. So right. you've been on a journey and discovered your abilities over the period of time. And that has then led you to the conclusion that there is no other way to go other than to follow your soul's purpose your your life's passion right so there's, if there is no plan b there, there is, is no plan b no no no. this is it and yes, i have you. to believe number one in myself and believe in the power of the universe is going to provide amazing. because this is my life purpose amazing and yeah. just very quickly i was just actually at the park before we connected and shout out to owen berry i'm going to have you on this show as i said i would he was talking about his 
his passion and purpose and the fact that he actually wouldn't be able to do radio because although he's an actor, he finds it difficult without a person viewing him to express himself in the same way. He asked me what I was doing and I said, it's going amazing. And I literally said the same thing. There is no other way. There is no plan B. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is it. There is only one direction. And if you have a multitude of ways to go, then you can get lost in which way you're heading. So that's beautiful. Perfect. Oh, I love that moment. That's beautiful too. And how many times, how many days did it take you? I'm sure Carol, for myself, countless, before you got to the decision to take that leap of faith? Um, there was just, okay, so after they dissolved my position and I was hit with a follow, follow your passion, follow mm -hmm. what spirit's given you, um, I had a transition month before I moved to where I am now in which, um, fear crept in where, mm -hmm. where I thought, Oh, really? I don't know if my business is really going to pop the way I need it to so I can live every month. So I decided that I would apply for a substitute teaching job and I got it. Um, so that was about a, a month. And then when I finally got into my space, um, business really picked up and I just felt with all of my soul, there is no plan B. And I literally heard that, and it was repeated to me a bunch of times. There's no plan B. This is it. So that transition was like a, maybe a month and a half before I fully was like, yes. <laughs> and it's breaking through that bubble of fear, that bubble of separation. So the way I've been shown it in the past is fear is like a bubble. And if we exist inside that bubble, we'll never experience anything outside of it. But every time we break through that illusional layer of separation, which is fear, then we can experience what's on the other side of it. And for myself, it's a reminder that there is never any failings, just as we were talking about moments ago, that you can't run as soon as you're born. First of all, you need to learn to crawl and then to walk. And during the process of learning to walk, you fall over, you scrape your knee, you bash your elbow, but you get back up with the determination to be able to walk so that you can experience the wonderment and the joy to run as the people around you are. And it's that self-belief and determination which is a, the, the fuel and the reason people experience their dreams and create their dreams. We are the creators of our own dreams. It is up to you to create your dream as it is up to me to create mine, as everybody listening. And what one piece of information or or guidance would you give somebody listening now that's thinking about following their passion and their purpose in life, but is a bit fearful of doing so because of the disabilities that it may bring, not being able to pay their bills, not being able to support their loved ones, not being able to continue with that feeling of security that they have in life at the moment? Um, there's a couple, there's a couple things. <laughs> you can either A, just jump, off the cliff <laughs> just jump and trust because yeah. uh, the what really helps me and for people who are trying to manifest uh the life of their dreams um is the act of or the law of faith and my law of faith is really strong so i would suggest people uh tapping into what they believe in and having a strong faith in a higher power, whatever that may be, uh, to provide. Um, so you can jump and have that faith. Or, so would or you say it was likened to you, you jump knowing that God will catch you, knowing yes. the universe will catch you? Right. And also, I want to mention, when you jump, when you take a leap of faith, you are also saying yes to universe. So when you say yes to universe, guess what universe does? Universe will carry you nine more steps, nine more, more steps along the way. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So why not jump 
<laughs> but I know that can be scary. By jumping and casting off that, those shackles of limitation and fear, that is when you realize how high you can truly jump and the levels that you can truly reach. Amazing. Right. right. And what's the second way? The second, because I was in fear, um, got into that fear place and applied to the substitute teaching mm-hmm. job. Um, I think you just have to like really listen to your heart and, um, you know, take steps as you feel guided to do so. Like let go of your old life a little by little until you feel so confident in the faith that you just, you just let go. Beautiful. Yeah. Something which has been useful for me upon my journey is knowing as we again were discussing that there is no time other than our perception of it. Right. So everything in existence is happening now and it's only really happening within our mind. So it's our interpretation. So the way we remember the past is a thought. It's a memory. It's happening within us. The way that we experience the current moment is really just an internal representation of energy vibrating at different frequencies externally. So the future exists only in our mind. So we can go forward to the future and we can check in to see which version of ourselves we would rather experience in five or 10 years. Would you rather take that leap of faith and fall over and fail and then try again and again and again and again until you get to that point of success, knowing that you will reach that destination and your dream life? Or would you rather just, just carry on the way you're going, walking the path which is okay, it's safe, it's secure, but you know it's going to take you to eventually end up at the destination where you have regrets that you at least didn't try. There is never any failure. Failure is falling around in learnings until realizing everything. And only through failure can we ever succeed. So the more times you fail, the more closer you are to succeeding. I 100% agree with everything you just said. That was beautiful. Love that. And I just want to add, like, we're not here to play small. We're not here to play it safe. You're in a human incarnation. <laughs> and I think people forget how powerful that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're here to leap. You're here to jump. You're here to express what you came here to express and do what you know in your heart you were sent here to do. Um, that was placed there for a reason universe god creator higher power put that in your heart for a reason you were supposed to follow it and take that beautiful and there's so one thing i would like to very quickly share again is the ability that we possess to create so yes we are limited to not being able to physically fly within these physical bodies in this three-dimensional realm But if you close your eyes, again, knowing that everything you experience is only really taking place in your mind, you can close your eyes and using your mind's eye, you can do anything you want. You can travel to the furthest reaches of the universe. You can experience your dream life now. And every time you experience it, you align yourself with it as though you're putting some money into a jar, just as though people have swear jars. You're putting your money into your success jar. You're putting a your energy into that jar and there's studies been done in the past where they have study groups there was and it was learning to shoot basketball hoops so one group of people they did nothing with the other group of people they had physically practiced the third group they had just mentally practiced in their mind and obviously the the group that didn't practice didn't get any better statistically over the day but the group that practiced physically actually only got as good as the group which practiced mentally So by mentally practicing something, it's just as beneficial as actually physically practicing it because you're still going through that emotion. You're still going through that motion. Right. The the same um, things fire in the body. The the neurons are still firing and wiring within the mind, creating those pathways and locking them in place. And neurons which fire together, wire together and create what we then take to be belief and, and fact. Reality is the way that you experience it, the way you view it, the way you perceive it, 
it's your personal perception and whatever lenses you're wearing then dictate the way you see the universe it's time to cast off those layers of doubt and limitation and fear and put on your lenses of success gratitude happiness positivity and belief a knowledge that you deserve to experience your greatest life and that you're capable of doing it right and i think a lot of people feel like they don't deserve it i feel like we struggle everyone not everyone but a lot of people struggle with the the low self-worth and low self-esteem and that's something for myself that i've had to greatly overcome like um a lot of outdated limiting beliefs mm-hmm. but you can break through those you can reprogram your entire mind mm-hmm. to where magic just happens everywhere you go Amazing. Yeah. Is self-belief is the first element that I always work with. Yeah, self-belief. That is the first self, element. Self-worth. Apologies. Self-worth. Self-belief is, is worth. It's being worthy. If you're yeah. not worthy to receive, then you're never going to receive. Right. And it's one of the, the, most, the most easy things to, to overcome as well. It's one of the most heavy, subduing elements that we cast upon ourselves, or that we have cast upon us as children, but we willingly take. It's one of the easiest to transcend. Yes. Something Absolutely. everybody should do. I think, uh, yeah. I think everyone should have a mandatory self-worth class. Yes. <laughs> Before you leave high school, yeah. there is a new mandatory test that you need to take to develop your self-worth and ability to receive that which is yours by right. Oh, wouldn't that be so cool? I want that. It would be absolutely Maybe that's amazing. a future thing. That's, that's all part of the world that we're creating together now. Yes, absolutely. Casey, where can people find you and connect with you? You can find me on Instagram at Star Goddess Healing. Um, you can also reach me on my website at www.stargoddesshealing.com. Beautiful. And you had your Instagram following is, is very... It's like a, a home. It's a family of, of people that go and connect and share and are part of each other's journeys as well as being connected with yourself. And it's star underscore goddess underscore healing, if I'm correct. Um, you froze for a second. So what did you say? It's the, the uh, title, the name is star underscore goddess underscore healing. I think I just froze again. Yes, you did. No, okay, it doesn't want me to give out star underscore goddess underscore healing. Yes, that's there you go. Right. That's so nothing is outside of our ability to experience or to create. If just as then something is put inside or in your way, in your path, it's for you to overcome. And it's the acceptance of it. It's accepting something's blocking your path to then be able to do something to overcome it. Yeah. It's been absolutely beautiful to have you on the show. It really is an honor. I know how much work you're doing to bring liberation to so many people around the globe already to help people become their greatest versions. And I know that you're only going from strength to strength. And it is, it's a true honor to have you on the show and to, to be part of your journey and to watch you grow as you have. We've been connected now for nearly a couple of years and it's yeah. it's been an honor and it's interesting this is actually the first time we've connected physically i know it's so crazy it's been on the cards for i don't know about six months now we've been saying yeah. let's, let's get together yeah and here we are and here we are finally and everything is always imperfect and divine timing and in alignment always. so i wasn't worried it's like we'll talk when we talk always i know it's supposed to happen timing. so yeah. here we are and I'm so thankful and grateful just for this opportunity to connect so deeply and to be on your show and uh, to connect to other people. And I, I'm just so grateful for your heart, for your soul, and all the work that you're doing with humanity. I am in awe of you and your existence. So thank you so much, Divine Masculine. Thank you, Divine Feminine. It's my honor and privilege as always. Honor and privilege. I love you, and I will speak to you very soon. Okay. Have the best day in our creation. Always. Make it so. It may not be the best day ever, but you can make it the best day so. And I say it's a good day to have a good day. It's a great day. Perfect.
Namaste. What an amazing and beautiful interview. Thank you, you beautiful soul. And yeah, we will connect again soon. And I'm honored and privileged as always to be part of each and every one of your journey as you are part of mine. I know that I go quite deep into things, but is the way that I am giving it and I do the best I can to interpret the information I am gifted in an easy to understand and utilizable way. If there's any more information that you would like, any answers to any questions you have, please drop me a message on any of the socials, Cosmic Surfer. And I ask for your support to go over to YouTube and follow me there. I am in a position where I have a very expensive amount of minutes viewed, but not many actual subscribers. Once we can monetize the channel, it will allow for the development and growth of the charity. And that is what the whole point in everything I do is to develop a world of true equality that starts from the foundation up. It starts with the children and it starts with the education and empowerment of them. Thank you, as always, for who you are and everything you do. And I look forward to connecting with you again very soon on another episode of Midday Mindfulness. Peace out.